the city of Arkoma. A dark place, full of dark skies and even darker citizens. My name is Ron Barton. I come from a small but advanced town out in the wasteland. The people in my town deny the existence of any cities left in the world. So, I made it my mission to prove them otherwise. With this recording device, I set out into the thick wall of fog and eventually found the city few are happy to call their home. Arkoma. Traveling through the unbreathable fog and smoke outside my hometown, I finally arrived in the city of Arkoma. I didn't expect to make it anywhere alive, and honestly, after seeing the outskirts of this city, I'm unsure if this will qualify as living. Before I turned on my recording device again, I spoke with some people that lived here and, well, heard nothing worth documenting. One threatened to kill me, and another one, upon me asking what the city was like, told me he could give me a prosthetic arm for cheap. Seeing as I have two functioning arms, I politely declined. Back to the topic at hand, though. This inn I found, so far, seems like the most civilized place I've seen in this city thus far, and honestly, that still isn't saying much. Well, uh... Case in point, I guess. Anyways, I've heard talks about people living underground here. I've never heard of anything like that before, and I'm excited to find out. Hey there, stranger. Any thoughts on a drink yet? Oh, uh, I still don't know. Whoa. I've seen a lot of tech in my day, but never anything like that. What, what, what is it? Uh, uh, don't touch it, please. Uh, it's delicate. Uh, it's a device to record voices. I'm using it to conduct research of the city. Re record? So, so like you can listen to what someone said after they said it? Uh, well, yeah. That sums it up pretty much. Oh, wow. I, I thought only people from the Undercity had that kind of stuff. Are, are you from there? Oh, no, I'm not. Actually, I came in here to ask more about that. Clarence, it's good to see you. Mm, stranger, you are in my seat. Oh, uh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, let me just move. <laughs> Clarence, how you love that chair ears. Uh, never in a different one. Yes, yes, never a different chair. Always this one, always. Same thing as always, old buddy? Mm, yes, please. Oh, right. What was it you wanted, stranger? Uh, I'll just have what he's having, I guess. Good choice! Coming right up! So, stranger, I've never seen you in here before, and I see lots of people. What are you doing here with that thing? Ah, well, this is a recording device. I'm doing research for my hometown about Arkoma. 
I was just asking Mr. Jaggerty here about the people who live underground. The rich! The people in the underground are the rich! They built the factories! They killed many people! Uh, the... The factories... Uh, is, is that what caused all the, the smoke? Did... Did the rich do this? Yes! They... They, they ruined everything! The air in the skies used to be clear. Really? Can can you tell me about this? D do you know? Mm. Yes. I will tell you that story. That story, yes. I, I remember lots of stories. Ah, yes, the story of the first Rat King. The... what? Oh, I love this one. Uh, make make sure you get that there recording device to hear this. <clears throat> it all started long ago when I was a younger boy. A young man walked the streets of Akoma. His original name had been lost to the world, and the people of the streets knew him only as Filthus because of our dirty evil. He had no parents and no friends. He lived alone on the streets, in the dirt and mud. Nowhere to clean himself. He lived forever with debris on his body. The people of the city used to look at the sky back when it was blue, and not permanently closed off by the great clouds of smog and smoke. The factories had just opened. And no one had to wear respirators yet. The rich still mingled with the poor. They were all together in the streets of Arkoma. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but how exactly does this have to do with the Undercity? Interrupting, I'm getting there. Anyways, Filthus wandered around the back alleys between buildings, stealing food from vendors and hiding in the sewers to devour it. It was said he used to be a normal young man, but something inside him had broken long ago. Something in his mind had twisted beyond repair, and that was when he became the most dangerous man in Arcoma. Ah, goosebumps every time. Uh, this story's the best. So, while you're still paused, Clarence, Mr. Jiggerty, if I may ask, where is this story going? I guess context would be nice. Well, this story revolves around one of the gangs that live here in Arcoma. They're, they're one of the oldest, aside from the Mafia. They're called the Sewers. I'm sure on your way here you saw some people wearing ventilators that look like rat heads. They're everywhere. One of the biggest gangs here on the surface city. Uh, anyways. Uh, sorry, old buddy. Go on. One day, Filthus was walking through the streets when he came across a child, starving on the side of the road. Everyone ignored the child and continued moving with their selfish ways. Filthus. Filthus stopped on his tracks and stared at the child. He had just stolen a loaf of bread from a vendor ways back. Filthus reached for the bread and tore it into half. Kneeling down, he held out one half of the loaf for the child. The child was scared, but hung a bit out of fear. The child reached for the bread. When he did, 
Filthus pulled it back, just out of this child's reach. Filthus' face grew into a wicked smile. He stood up and held the bread in front of the child as he started to walk away. The child grew frustrated and stood up to follow him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What kind of story are you telling us here? Don't worry, don't worry. I've heard that everyone's always thought Filthus had that kind of wicked grin on his face. He always seemed to have meant well, despite the rumors. Ah, I, I see. Years passed. Rakoma's sky grew gray, and the rich had begun their digging into the ground. Filthus and the child had grown to be great friends. He named the child Mouse, since he was so small and quick like one. Filthus and his mouse wandered the streets together all those years while smoke grew thicker and the rich dug deeper. Mouse had fallen ill due to the smog in the sky. He spent more of his days coughing than breathing. Filthus was scared. He didn't want to lose his only friend. So Filthus did what Filthus usually did. He broke into somewhere. The smoke from the factory was immense. Filthus tied an extra shirt he found in the dumpster around his face. The smell of filth was better than choking to death on the smoke. Yes, Filthus approached the giant factory. Onlookers on the street stopped walking and watched as the dirty man looked around carefully pushed his way through one of the doors. The people on the streets looked at each other nervously. No one had ever gone into one of the factories before. Obviously, there were the people that worked there, but they never left. Practically enslaved by the corporate leaders, they were forced to live in the factories, sleeping at their workbenches to maximize productivity. Filthus shoved his way through one of the side doors and looked around. Ah, so that's why everyone needs to wear the respirator masks now. The factory's from the rich. I'm just surprised that the high class from just one city ruined this for such a large portion of the world. Well, that might not be the case. I've heard there are other cities out there beyond the walls of smog. You're living proof of that, stranger. I've heard that this side of the world ain't the only one with unbreathable air. That other side either has the same problem or something else to work with. Ah, uh, I see. That's as interesting as it is unfortunate. Yeah, either way, Clarence, please continue. <coughs> yeah. What was I? Ah, yes. It was nighttime and the works were asleep. Yet the furnaces remained on, pushing their smoke into the air for practically no reason. Walked silently through the floors of the factory, sabotaging the furnaces and ovens, grabbing plates of metal and blocking the smoke vents. No smoke meant better air, Filthus thought, and with better air, that meant Mouse was safe. Filthus did what he thought he had to and plugged all the chimneys. Filthus ran out of the factory, triumphant, and was greeted by the people on the street. Just this once, they watched as the smoke no longer billowed from the factory pipes. 
Filthus looked accomplished and happy. And he looked around to the people on the streets, expecting the same reaction. They all just stared at the factory. Some started backing away early. The rest of them backed away when the ground started to shake. Filthus looked at the shaking ground, then back to the factory. It rumbled loudly and shook violently. The pipes seemed to stress and grow larger and larger. There was a brief silence before the entire factory blew up. <gasps> Filthus and the onlookers were blasted backwards from the explosion. Among the onlookers, Mouse pushed his way towards the front. The onlookers began cheering and shouting at the destroyed factory in front of them. Filthus stood there, horrified at what he had done. He never meant for this to happen. The smoke from the fire wafted over the crowd. Mouse inhaled sharply before dropping to his knees, coughing violently. Filthus dropped down and held Mouse as he coughed. Filthus had never meant for this to happen. Wanted to stop the smoke, but only created much more, along with killing everyone inside the factory. My god. How... how long ago was this? I'm unsure if anyone knows for certain. Mostly everyone that lived before the smoke closed out the sky died out over the years. Life expectancy has just gone down so low on the surface. Ah, I see. Well, Clarence, what happened after? Mouse grew weaker as the smoke covered them. Filthus sobbed as Mouse's coughs grew weaker, and his breaths became more shallow. Filthus whispered an apology as Mouse died in his arms. He wept on the ground as the people continued to celebrate his mistakes. Before long, Filthus stood up once again with Mouse in his arms. The people around him grew quiet as they watched him. He looked around at them all and shook with anger. But as he slowly accepted Mouse's death, Filthus found himself smiling again with his wicked grin. He stared at the people around him and smiled. Suddenly, he laid Mouse to the ground and spread his arms out beside him as he shouted to the people, You like what you see here? The people cheered, Join me! Join me then, he shouted. Join me, and we will cleanse this city. Oh, so that's how the sewer started as a gang. Just a few onlookers on the streets, huh? Precisely. More time had passed. Years had gone by. The rich had fully sunk into the ground and the factory still billowed their smoke and the air got worse. Filthus sat in his workshop with needles in his hand, knitting away with grey yarn and fabric. Before the rich had fully submerged in the earth, they had campaigned on the creation of oxygen respirators to fight the polluted air from killing everyone. Our respirators look the same. Standard issue, nothing to fancy. Firthus and his gang had broken into one of the many buildings where these respirators were produced. And that is where he currently sat, with his needles and fabric, working away on the masks. 
He made a triumphant noise as he puts down the needles and held up the first completed sewer respirator. With the fabric, Filthus stitched ears on the top and a long nose with teeth on the mouth. Filthus slowly slipped the mask over his head and stood up. He laughed to himself as he kicked the door open, revealing himself to the gang outside. They cheered and roared as Felthus gave them a large salute and bowed before them. As more time passed, the sewer gang had become the dominant gang among the streets of Akoma. Wherever you were, if you looked down an alleyway, you would for sure see one of the men or women wearing the triumphant mask of a rat over their faces. Felthus never participated in blowing up another factory but his gang destroyed countless. Felthus remained to the sewer base, lavishly living with everything the gang stole for him. Well, what eventually happened to him? Obviously there's no way he's alive today, right? Yeah, it was said that he died atop his throne of stolen riches. The crown of the Red King was passed down the younger generations. But I heard no one ever found the body. One day, Filthus just wasn't there anymore. So, if destroying factories is what the sewers were built on, do they still do that today? Eh, I haven't heard of a factory being destroyed in decades. The security grew exponentially over the years. More rats died trying to replicate Filthus's actions without any sign of success. Nowadays, the sewers just settle for petty crimes and theft. I doubt any of them have ever heard of the story of Filthus. Ah, uh, well, I could say I'm glad I know it now. Thank you, Clarence. <coughs> yes, uh, you're welcome. Uh, well, I suppose I'll pause the recording here. Uh, thank you for telling me the story. I'm excited to learn more about the city. Sure thing, buddy. Well, people, I did it. I found a city outside our home. It's kind of hard to call it a city, but it's still here. Arcoma. I really can't stop saying it. Arcoma. I can't believe I'm here. I've decided to make the Jager Tea in my home for the time being. I don't know how long I'll stay before I come home, but I intend to find out all there is to know about this place. Uh, Alright. Goodbye. Hey, I'm Isaac, and this episode for The Acoma Chapters was directed, produced, and edited by Isaac Atlas. Written by Alex Leverett, alex.leverett on Instagram. He also provides the voice for Ron Barton. Leon Jaggerty was spoken by Blake Mitchell, Twitter at Skylo Snow, and Clarence Wickstrom was spoken by Isaac Atlas. Background ambience was provided by Michael Gelfi, you can find him on Patreon. And music was written by Isaac Atlas, Blake Mitchell, Milton Arias, Transatlantic Rage Below, Glows in the Dark, Horizon, and Stephen Seabird. Podcast artwork was designed by Separio01 and Luna. You can also support us on Patreon to get access to every episode a week earlier and access to exclusive content. Thank you for listening.